The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday Eve. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Dynamite and address here. Busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy like I do every night from 6 to 7 p.m. on AM 1170 at a beautiful San Diego. It still remains beautiful in spite of what the left is trying to do to it and California. Um, but, you know, they hadn't gotten rid of me yet or my buddy who's here with me every night at this time. Y'all know who that is. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. This is original Carrot Stick professional grade. Oh, you think you're fancy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to make a new little soundbite thing, but I, I went to the Starbucks in Escondido and I couldn't use my laptop. <laughs> you, know, you know, after I did that story last night, somebody blocked me. I was like, what? what did I say wrong? I don't know, maybe she's an employee there, and she didn't like the fact that I was like, hey, y'all didn't try this in Del Mar. You did this in Escondido, okay? Like, I'm on to y'all, what y'all are doing up there. I don't know. Um, anyway, glad to have y'all here as a part of the show. 888-344-1170 if you would like to comment on any of the topics of the day. Uh, 888-344-1170. It's always a pleasure. I got to tell y'all that the day and the week kind of, it's been kind of a donkey week in some ways, but it's it's so true. What was that book? Uh, it's the best of times and the worst of times. It never fails that when I'm having a really, you know, less than stellar day, you know, um, a friend of mine, a knight in shining armor, you know, of the many that are in my life, uh, suddenly appear and all is right with the world. And I just got to tell everybody out there who listens to the show on AM 1170 every night and watching and listening on Facebook and Twitter and out there and, and all my friends and family out there. Thank you guys so much for supporting me in the show and Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks, uh, for what you do every night for me and everybody here at AM 1170. Um, it's it's really when, you know, things hit you hard when you look around and you go, you know what? I'm so blessed, man. I got the best crew in my life personally and professionally, and I thank you all. Um, tonight's show, uh, the passing of civility. The news broke uh, tonight that Charles Krauthammer had passed, something that we expected a few weeks ago. And in his passing, I think it kind of marks the end of an era of civility. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I don't usually eulogize anybody on the show, but I am going to talk about him from a professional standpoint anyway, because I did not know him personally. Um, Also, how come the GOP immigration bill didn't pass today? I don't know. Brother Ed Martin's going to be here. I'm going to pose that question to him. Y'all know Ed Martin. He's a regular fill-in for me here and host of the Ed Martin Show. And um, it seems like Netflix has a, pay, uh, has a plan to stop all you me too and evil-doing men out there from making unwanted passes in the workplace. We have a men's rights advocate who's going to be here. First time she's going to be on the show. She's also a writer of erotica. So she might know a thing or two about making passes. Uh, so we're going to see uh, what she has to say on that. Again, 888-344-1170. In in terms of Charles Krauthammer, I don't normally eulogize anybody on the show, um, but I felt like his passing was important because what struck me about him is that in a world in which we have those that claim to be the moral 
voice of this country in all aspects of media, whether it's the entertainment industry, whether it's mainstream media, whether it's supposed to be late night comedy shows or political shows of some kind, whether they're supposed to be journalists and, or pretending to be journalists. In a world in which those people front themselves as the morality police, but celebrate a man yesterday who literally called for the kidnapping and the torture and rape of a child, who celebrated a woman, the Department of Homeland Security, being harassed by a mob and threatened by a mob. And one of the people doing that, by the way, works at the Department of Justice, as we found out today. But the the uh, calling for physical abuse, the celebrating a, a, of abuse of conservative women, in the in, it, when that is, you look at Sally Field's response to what Samantha B said, calling on, on national TV, and there was a network, Turner Broadcasting, behind that Samantha B comment. That that took a whole crew of people talking about a crew to 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 verbally abuse the daughter of the president of the United States. That was calculated on the part of a major network. So in a world in which we have that, it's striking that we've lost somebody who was the opposite of that. I mean, you know, this was a man who, he was a rare and desperately needed voice right now because he was somebody who could cut through, the, through an argument like, a, like one of those Ginzu knives you see on infomercials, but he did it without any hate. He did it without any venality. He did it with his wit and his intellect. And maybe it's because... The left has no intellect and doesn't have the ability to win an argument on the facts or in the merits. They have to resort to the rage that they have that is on full display in this country. Now, I didn't always agree with him on policy, and I know that there's reports about him and his personal life and stuff that that other people are talking about. I'm not commenting on that because I did meet him one time. I did not know him personally. I don't claim to be an acquaintance or or even a friend. Um, But I will tell you, the time I met him, um, you know, he was kind to me in in the green room. I was back at Fox News and I was there to sit in for special report back when Britt Hume was still hosting the show and Fred uh, Barnes from Weekly Standard invited me to go back there. And the only person who was rude to me and less than kind to me on that day was Juan Williams, who coincidentally was the man who last night, yesterday on Fox News and this morning, tried to defend Peter Fonda's comments or at least uh, 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 deflect away from it. On yesterday, uh, one of the shows yesterday, he had the gall to say that it was a poorly worded tweet, and then this morning he tried to blame President Trump for it. So you got to contrast those two going on. And as we have lost some important conservative voices on a network that was supposed to be, you know, the one outlet for conservatism, you got to look and go, you know what? Uh, there's people, there's people, you know, occupying chairs at this one network, um, but there's nobody who's replacing Charles Krauthammer right now. And when he debated, his his debate style was as classy as his sport coats. And he did not resort to the tactics that are used against me when I'm in debate segments on TV shows. He did, he's, he, uh, he waited patiently for his turn. He didn't talk over people. He didn't use insults. He didn't try to put somebody else down to elevate himself. He was confident in his views and confident in his points. He didn't have to feel as though I got to drown somebody else out in order to win an argument. He was a class act. And, you know, it's, it's a loss to this country because we desperately need people that can keep it on the merits. I had to block somebody, you know, recently in my personal life who was just constantly coming to my wall and trolling on Facebook and, and taking personal attacks at people. I'm, I'm hoping maybe as there gets so much, you know, play about him in the media, I'm not sure how much is good, but people will go, you know what, maybe this will get us to a return to civility. I, I just don't know.
Um, but anyway, um, he wasn't a kind-hearted, uh, at least to me, and seemed to be a fair, fair-minded, kind, and objective man, at least in journalism. Did you have something you wanted to add to that, DJ Carrot Sticks? Oh, I just, you know, from what everybody was saying today, you know, other people in the news and other um, uh, people on the radio, it's just that they're all eulogizing him and saying what a great guy he was and, and you know, that I wasn't, you know, so opinionated and yeah. a little bit more factual than yeah. nowadays everything's so opinionated. Exactly. We need a return to facts. Um, so on to other news. Um, the GOP did not pass their their um, immigration bill today. I did not have a chance to to review the details of it. From what is being reported, it was the conservative plan. It was meant to, you know, um, uh, uphold President Trump's four pillars of what he wanted in an immigration plan, and it didn't pass. Um, uh, I'm gonna brother Ed Martin's gonna be here in a few minutes. I'm gonna talk to him about it because they're supposedly get his take on it. Supposedly there's another bill that's pre- presented by the more moderate wing of the Republican Party tomorrow um, that's likely to not pass either. One of the reasons why is because we've still got this ridiculous filibuster going on in the Senate. Um, but this morning. Uh, Melania Trump went down and visited a uh, center in Texas. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the news. As I left this morning, I was disheartened because as I'm walking out to drive to Orange County, I hear two things. I hear that um, even though President Trump signed the executive order yesterday, he said that um, uniting families, he said that the zero tolerance law was going to stay in effect. But then I find out on my way out the door that in McAllen, Texas, McAllen, Texas, um, uh, parents that were brought before the court to be, you know, tried, I guess, I'm not sure at what phase, um, to be prosecuted for the crime of breaking into this country illegally had the charges dropped against them. That was disheartening to me. Then I see that Melania is down there, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, uh, I love the fact that she was wearing a coat that said, I don't really care, do you, on the back of it. I thought, I thought that reminded me of the pink pea bow dress that she wore to the one of the debates, totally mocking. I mean, she knows how to use fashion to make her point, right? Um, but I got to thinking, I was struck by the fact that 2,000 illegal alien minors in this country, and only 12% of them are, are, are below the age of 12, by the way. The majority of them are teenagers who were sent here unaccompanied because their parents are here illegally already, by the way. Um, 2,000 illegal alien minors in this country are controlling America and 300 million citizens and our entire government. That rush to put th- through that immigration bill today was in response to the pressure by the left because of 2,000 illegal alien minors in this country illegally. That should not be. We have a Republican-controlled Congress. But 2,000 kids, illegals, alien minors in this country have, have the control because the left is using them and to their success. Because anytime you've got this habit going on with the Republican Party responding, playing defense uh, in, in reactive mode instead of proactive mode, they're in control. We're not. And you know, I'm going to pick Ed, Ed, brother Ed Martin's uh, brain on this and see where he where he sees this going. Um, but I want to hear from you. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. We'll see what this uh, moderate bill coming forth is. Um, but you know, really, what we what we've got a problem with in this country is we've got a problem with the rule of law. That's what the issue is with the immigration debate. That's what the issue is with the deep state and what's going on there. So uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Brother Ed Martin about that a little bit later in the show. Y'all got to stay tuned and hear what Netflix is doing. I mean, aside from the craziness that they're bringing Obama there and Susan Rice, you got to hear what's coming on with that workplace uh, situation later. Andrea K. Show coming up. Don't go anywhere.
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888 andro400.com In America, someone coming from nothing really can create unlimited success for themselves and their family. Larry Elder, the sage from South Central here with my friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows, a true American success story. Aaron, I've recommended you to my friends and they are so happy with the work you've done. Thank you, Larry. That really means a lot. We all know Larry is one of the smartest and most discerning people. So if you are selecting windows and doors, listen to Larry's sage advice and call California Deluxe Windows. We'll do for you what we did for Larry's friend and family. For the best quality windows and doors made in America, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about 20% off your entire order and one-year interest-free financing. California Deluxe Windows, 888-NEW-WINDOWS. 888-NEW-WINDOWS. He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips, and we wouldn't crack one. CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Hey, Dave, you missed yesterday's meeting. You said you'd be there. True, Mr. Employee of the Month, but yesterday was opposite day, so when I said I was going, I actually meant I wasn't. Wait, wait, opposite day? So everything you said yesterday had the opposite meaning? Right. So, wait, when you told me you didn't have pink eye... I actually have a raging case of it. And when you said you finished the Q3 reports... Haven't even started them. Oh, well then, that must mean that when you were asking for a raise, you were really asking for a pay cut. 
Touche, Mr. Employee of the Month. Touche. <laughs> if you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. But if you want Employees of the Month, go where smart local job seekers find good local jobs. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. We don't discriminate against people named Dave. Dave is a common name, fun to say, and so we're using it as a catch-all for lackluster employees everywhere. Please don't write us to tell us you were insulted by this ad. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170 if you would like to chime in. We're talking about, uh, before the break, I um, paid homage to uh, Charles Krauthammer and the passing of civility. And then I uh, started talking a little bit about uh, the immigration crisis, manufactured crisis at the border, and uh, why the GOP couldn't pass their immigration bill. And here to, here to, here to help clarify all that is my brother Ed, Ed Martin, from uh, the Ed Martin Experience in St. Louis. Hey, St. Louis, welcome, to, hey. welcome back to the show. Been a while, my friend. Yeah, it's been too long. Good to be with you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, uh, I am excited to uh, be with your listeners. And it, it may, it's so hard, as you know, to do a daily show and keep up with the amount of news that goes on in any 24-hour period. It's like it just goes flying past us. It does. I'm, so I'm hoping you're catching, keeping, keeping caught up on it uh, because uh, maybe you can help educate me as to why the GOP couldn't pass that bill today. Well, you know, actually, I, I, I was surprised. I, I mean, the, the president of the United States surprises me a lot. And as you know, I'm, I'm an unrepentant, unapologetic uh, Donald Trump supporter. I have to work hard to find something to criticize him about because I just love what he's doing. But here and here's what surprised me today. He tweeted something earlier today and he said, basically, the, the House can pass whatever they want and the Senate won't pass it anyway. And because there's not enough, you have to get to 60 votes in the Senate. Once he did that, I think that sent a me- you know, the message was if you're going to take a hard vote that confuses your base or your district and it doesn't go anywhere, then don't bother. And so the whole thing collapsed. So I and I think he had to have meant to do that, which is, uh, you know, kind of at this point, Andrea, I think you and I can agree. We all think immigration is a crisis. Right. And now we have to have solutions. And so today, again, the Congress showed that they couldn't get a solution done. Now, I know the president signed something yesterday that's going to try to keep families together. I think we all agree that the families should be together as much as they can. But uh, it is certainly getting choppy and confusing, and it's a crisis, right? So, um, and now here's the thing that we all need to, your listeners and, and all everybody needs to know. We're headed towards a showdown on the next spending bill, which is going to be due on September 28th. If the president says fund the wall, and they can't get a settlement, you know, get a, a deal on the wall. He says he's going to shut, you know, let them shut down the government. So I, I think we're going to have a summer of immigration debate. I don't know. It's, it's kind of um, hard to read the tea leaves right now. Well, yeah, I think I think there's been a couple brilliant things that President Trump did. I think that he obviously completely exposed the left for what the real agenda is, and they don't care about children, that really what, what they care about is an open border society so that they can permanently transform America into right. a, a Mexa, Mer, uh, Mera Mexico or a Mexico or whatever you want to call it, kind of like we have Mexifornia here. Um, right. And, you know, um, there... And he has called before. I didn't get to hear all of his rally last night. It sounds like he was kind of stepping close to saying something that he said uh, before, which 
glitches and the filibuster because the GOP yep. is hiding behind that as an excuse to not fulfill the campaign promises of President Trump and actually their promises going back to 2014 in which the American people, including Democrats and independents, gave m- the majority of Congress to the Republicans back the last time that we were invaded with all the unaccompanied minors. And the Republican yeah. Party then said, use the excuse of, well, you know, President Obama won't sign in anyway. Well, now they've got a president who will sign it and they're using the filibuster as an excuse. And so when Paul Ryan comes out today and says, oh, we can solve this problem. We have to. That's why it will be solved. Are you kidding me, Ed? They've needed to solve this problem for decades and they didn't. They don't want to solve this problem. Well, the the, the bigger question is, what's the problem Paul Ryan sees he wants to solve? Paul Ryan wants to solve the problem and have open borders and unlimited immigration and amnesty for illegals. That's his problem. But most of America is looking up and we're saying the problem is that people like Paul Ryan have been in charge for 25 years. And so, but here's what, here's the politics of this, Andrea. The politics of this is when Nancy Pelosi holds a press conference with Chuck Schumer and says she's going to drain the swamp, nobody in America looks up and goes, oh yeah, they're the ones that'll drain the swamp. They think of Nancy Pelosi as the swamp, right? They think yeah. of Chuck Schumer as the swamp. And then they think, by the way, of Paul Ryan as the swamp. And so what, but you know who's not the swamp is Trump. Mm-hmm. So now what Trump has set up is this conversation where he is saying, build the wall, stop the madness, keep us safe. And Congress is fumbling the ball. So, you know, now here's the pivot. I, I did listen to the Minnesota uh, rally. And what was interesting was he was more specifically saying, give me a bigger Republican majority and in the Senate so I can get more done. And again, I'm with you. I look up and say some of these Republicans, they're not getting it done either. Right. So it's right. it's a hard thing to feel great about the party. But but Trump sure does dominate the, the, the messaging. Well, he does. And one of the things that, that a clip that I did hear from it is that he's uh, he's it might have been this morning, actually, I'm not sure. But he's really laying it out for the American people that uh, in 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 normal average American speak in the way that Americans speak by saying that we have to have border security because if we don't we will have a flood of millions of people here including people we do not want in this country nobody speaks like that out of D.C. That's how we Americans right. speak. And the American people see right now, we got two choices. We can either take care of our border once and for all, or we can just sit back and let ourselves be completely taken over and turned into Tijuana. That is really well, the choice that we face in this country. And the American people have already made that decision. The Republican Party just doesn't like it. Paul Ryan actually campaigned saying, I see myself back uh, – a few years ago, he said on the campaign trail, I see myself as somebody who doesn't just represent the citizens of America, but citizens in India. Right, right. No, look, but here's the thing. Here's what's interesting. Also, now we're all seeing Europe. You know, Europe is in this state of crisis because they've, they're 20, 25 years ahead of us in having this open borders thing where migrants have come in. They're transforming neighborhoods and communities. And, you know, the whole America first thing and Americans first that Trump is doing and succeeding at, you know, that the rumor, the rumor that the talk is the economy is going to be at uh, the GDP is going to be at five, growing at 5%. You know, the, the economy is booming. What Trump promised people have more jobs and more options than they ever had, but they're looking up and they're saying, wait, culturally, I want to get back to the American sort of ideal. And, and they're not afraid now. They're not afraid mm-hmm. when someone says, oh, does that mean you're saying you like English over Spanish or English over? Other? Yeah, it is. I mean, does that mean that you think the Judeo-Christian values in the Constitution and the and the uh, and the uh, Declaration of Independence matter? Yeah. I mean, now it doesn't mean we've always had an openness, but we haven't we've had an openness 
from our own strength as a culture. And and my point is, Trump, what they're not understanding, and Trump knows it, the media and everybody isn't understanding that the more and more American people are saying, hey, his brand of Americanism is what I relate to and want more of. And I do think, I have been predicting on my show, Andrea, that we're, it's going to be a Trump red wave. It's not going to be a wave of, of the old Republican Party, but a lot of Republicans are going to win that people don't expect. Uh, mm-hmm. In places like Missouri, we have a race in Missouri. Our, our Senate race, Claire McCaskill is going to lose by 10 points. And, they, and, the, and the media doesn't even know it. They think it's competitive. They think it's close. Right. She's so swamped up, she's going to be gone. I think you're going to see more of that than people realize. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I hope you're right about that. And I think you are right. I think we're even going to see some surprises here in, uh, in California. Because yep. when you see cities, uh, cities and counties and municipalities here pushing back, against Jerry Brown and saying, you know what, enough, enough of this sanctuary state and uh, stuff. You're killing us here economically, and American citizens are literally being killed. Right now, We've there are 10 murderers, 10, uh, I think it's 60,000 DACA recipients that have, that have been uh, criminally charged, 10 of which were murderers. We, weren't we right. promised that, the, that uh, only uh, uh, DACA recipients who hadn't been charged with any crimes would be able to receive DACA recipients? But i got to yeah, tell yeah. you, I, I know that you... Uh, you say that it's it's hard for you to find something to criticize Trump with. I'm a little uneasy with the way the strategy is being played out right now, which seems as though it's, well, we're going to use this reverse psychology and by we're going to prove that the Democrats don't really care about DACA recipients and illegals by offering even more than what Obama offered. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's a win. I'm not sure that that strategy is a win for us, Ed Martin. Well, I, I, you know, Andrew, I told someone, I said, Trump has makes me nervous. I agree. I admit the president makes me nervous when he goes further than I would, especially when he went up and said he could, he could handle the moderate bill. On the other hand, look what actually happened in the last three days. Trump says we're going to do our zero tolerance. The media and America goes crazy and said, don't leave kids in cages crying. And Trump says, but we have to have a border, right? Everyone agrees. Okay, but don't take kids in cages crying. And eventually Trump says, okay, we'll stop the kids in, in cages. And now you could say he caved. Or you can say he changed his position because he responded to the will of the people in the media. And by the way, that doesn't look like Hitler. You know, in other words, when they criticize him for being Hitler, I'm looking at it saying, well, it looks like he just backed off of something in a way, by the way, that still lets him own the real estate as the guy who's hard on the border and hard on the uh, on the wall and, and immigration. But I agree with you when he gets up on the hill and he starts wheeling and dealing and he comes out of his meetings. I'm like, oh, my goodness, am I going to have to look at, a, a, you know, eight? What was it? A, a one point eight million people on the way to uh, citizenship? I don't know. But it fell apart, thankfully, well, and, and others yeah. held the line in the Congress. Well, it's not even so much the numbers as a part of that strategy as it is the way that the messaging is being handled, because I think he's more successful when he tells the American people, we, it's not wrong for us to want to put American citizens first. So when, right. that that's a better message to to yeah. to have to to do something with the numbers as part of a negotiation so that you can get the wall built. American people can understand when you shift the messaging in that way, in which it seems as though now you're like, oh, we got to take care of these DACA recipients. We're really the good guys. Now, really, what you're doing is offering me Democrat light, and you're watering yeah. down the put America first message that American people bought into. You're you're now valid dating the the um, accusation that we're heartless if we want to keep to our immigration laws. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let me give me give me 10 seconds to tell you this. So okay. I was on the Republican National Committee for two years, 2013 to 15. And if you had told me then that we'd have a debate in the Republican Party with a president saying, can we be, build a wall and be hardline? Back then, it looked like the party had given in to the open border society. So Trump's moved us so far in True. the discussion that it's very powerful. Well, that's true. Uh, the only reason why I'm, I'm, I'm really that may be a minor thing is to may seem like just a pebble in my shoe. Why am I thinking about that? Because messaging matters and branding yeah. matters. And when we've got a country right now, I'm hearing people saying, oh, even conservatives, our immigration system is broken. No, actually, what's broken is the fact that we and I even heard John McCain in L.A. today saying the system this country was founded on was broken. And I'm like, no, it's not. The problem right. is, is what's broken is appreciation for this country and appreciation for the foundation of what this country is all about and it's rule of law and and yep, and, yep. and people don't want to, to respect that and recognize that that's what's broken and by well, by by kowtowing to the wrong message we need to stay on the message of it's okay to be proud to be american it's okay to to have a, a sovereign nation because only then can we continue to be the greatest nation on the face of the earth that provides more humanitarian aid to anybody and we're the nation's police force yeah and the the only thing i would say the only the only thing i would add to that is the other thing that is so broken still is the swamp. It's the power mm-hmm. and the corruption of the swamp is so, you know, the deep state, the money class, the lobbyist, the swamp is unbelievable. It is. And, and Trump is he's not beholden to them. He doesn't he doesn't need them. He doesn't owe them. And it makes a big difference to have a president that can kind of uh, can kind of uh, be apart from that. It's 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 incredible to watch. It is. It is. It's it's very encouraging. Although, um, you know, he's got he's really got a uh, weaponized FBI and DOJ with a fec- uh. with a feckless attorney general that's doing everything that they can to preserve the power there in the FBI and the DOJ. And the very people that are in charge of, of meeting out justice in this country are investigating themselves, and they know how to they know how to manipulate the rule of law to their advantage. And yeah. it's going to well, take Trump a while. Yeah. Fin- I got to give you a final thought there. One minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one thing I was saying is we need more people that are in office, as you say, in in these cabinet levels that give up power, not use it better. Because when you use it better, it ends up that the swamp wins. Absolutely. Well, thank you. You're a winner, Ed Martin. <laughs> and that's right, why Andrew, we love thanks. you here. Thank you so much for being here, Ed Martin of the Ed Martin Experience in St. Louis. All right, um, I'm running past. But have no fear, because I will be right back here in a few minutes, and we're going to be talking about with a men's rights advocate. Y'all hear the latest coming out of Netflix? It's even crazier than some of the shows. Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Every great team has a great coach, 
Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. Dennis Prager here. Summer is upon us, and many of you are looking to buy or refinance a home. I'm here with a man I have great respect for, Andy Stike of Purpose Funding. Andy, what's going on in the local housing market? So the interest rates are going up. It's no big secret. We're still finding that we're saving people a lot of money by consolidating debt, paying off student loans, paying off high-interest credit cards. We had one person save 950 another 1100 and one client saved over $1,600 a month. So at Purpose Funding, you help people by saving them money? Yeah, that's really our whole purpose. We want to put ourselves in your situation, tell you exactly what we would do if it was us. So AM 1170 listeners, call Purpose Funding now to purchase a new home or refinance. 855-600-7633, 855-600-7633. Seventy-six thirty-three. Purpose funding. Eight five five six hundred seventy-six thirty-three. Gary number zero one eight six four one zero four. MLS number two seven three two nine nine. Most solar companies try to sell you a leased solar system. The owner of your system, the solar company, keeps your thirty percent federal tax credit, and they don't pass the refund back to you. In fact, their prices remain just as high. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. Most lease systems are too small, so you're still paying the power company and your lease every month. When you own it, you get to use a 30% tax credit. Keegan Electric Solar is a veteran-owned company with an A-plus rating with the BBB. When you call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376, you deal with me directly. From start to finish, a licensed electrical contractor. Don't allow these large solar companies to keep your tax break. I'm offering a $2,000 off electrical panel upgrade or a $2,000 credit towards the purchase of your system. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com or call 619-742-8376 to talk with me today. This report is pre-recorded and sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. You know, every time the stock market does that bend but don't break kind of thing, the market bears kind of pop up to remind everybody that it is just a matter of time before we have a market correction or give back, just to make sure that your allocation is suitable it is age appropriate and that you are completely tuned in to the risks that you may or may not be choosing to bear inside of your investment accounts. If you'd like to have that chat with me, come on in for your free retirement consultation with me. I meet with everybody personally here in my Mission Valley office. It is absolutely free of charge. doesn't cost you a penny. Just come on in. You can also talk about your Social Security benefits as well. Give me a call. Come on in for your free consultation with me. That's it for this edition of the Word on Wealth. I'm the retirement professor, Morty Schnatter. I'll be back with you tomorrow on these same Salem Network stations. AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Um, who remembers, one of my favorite movies um, is An Officer and a Gentleman. Do you remember that movie, DJ Sticks? Never saw it. Are you kidding me? Oh, chow. Richard Gere, Deborah Winger. Lou Gossett Jr. Hey, I'll watch that if you watch Star Wars. 
I can't do that. But let me tell you, uh, Lou Gossett Jr., he plays a drill instructor, a DI, and, and, he, and, one, and some of the famous lines from this movie is when he says to uh, um, Mayonnaise, which is uh, um, uh, Richard Gere's character's name in the movie, don't you eyeball me, boy. Because you're not allowed to look at him in the eye, right? So I don't know if that's where Netflix got this idea, but Netflix has decided to counter the all you me too or doers out there uh, in the workplace who are looking too long at women. I guess uh, eyeballing women is now a crime, at least according to Netflix. They've decided that's going to be their new workplace policy to prevent the unwanted eyeball harassment of men. Joining me now to talk about this ridiculousness is Karen Strawn. She is a um, men's rights advocate. Yes, y'all men out there, there are advocates for all y'all. She's a contributor to avoiceformen.com. She's got a YouTube channel titled Girl Writes What? And uh, she is also the published writer of erotica novels. So I think she knows a thing or two about uh, at least how to write passes. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. All right. So is this for real or is this like a joke that Netflix has oh. come out with a new policy that men, you that six seconds is too long to stare at a coworker? I wish it was a joke, but <clears throat> no, it's for real. It's absolutely 100 percent for real. And, you know, when you when you think about it and you think about, um, you know, eye contact and, and things like that, and you look at it in the animal kingdom and you look at it through, you know, human history and stuff like that. It was always peasants and serfs who were not allowed to make eye contact with their social betters, mm-hmm. um, you know. And and so really, this this rule that essentially uh, a man can't look, make eye contact with a woman for more than five seconds or six seconds or whatever it is, um, otherwise he's in violation of some kind of sexual harassment policy. <laughs> really is, um, I think, putting pedestalizing women, putting them in the position of being men's social betters, um, yeah. saying essentially uh, that the burqa should be uh, over the man's face, yeah, um, rather than on the woman's body. That yeah. that's really what it is. Exactly. Um, it's also yeah. so ridiculous yeah. from, uh, you know, I come from corporate America, and I'm thinking of all the meetings we had. How do you conduct a meeting where you can't look at somebody in the face? And we used to have time. Oh, you don't. Yeah, we had, uh, everybody had in, in our meetings at Xerox, everybody had, you know, all these roles. Like we had facilitator and gatekeeper and this and this. So who's who's going to be running around the office as the gatekeeper with a stopwatch? Okay, you know, because that's what the gatekeeper did. You, you were only allowed so many minutes to have the floor. So who's going to go around with, you know, timing people? Oh, you eyeballed somebody for seven seconds, you know, and and. This is like ridiculous. Well, what I what I think it's going to amount to is either women are going to decide to become offended based not on how long a man looks at them, but um, there, there was that Saturday Night Live uh, skit that was like it's iconic, you know. And the rules to avoid a sexual har- harassment complaint were, you know, number one, be handsome; number two, be attractive; number three, don't be unattractive. Right. Um, you know, and, and so essentially what, what's going to happen is it's going to be all based on subjective feelings of the woman in question, regardless of what the man does. So some men will be able to get away with it. Some men will not. Um, and also you're probably going to have, and I've seen this happen a, a couple of times in workplaces, you're going to have sort of, um, matronly female busybodies deciding they're going to police the sexuality of, of, the people around them. Exactly. Um, so you're going to have 
You know, talk some, about an imbalance of uh, power. Talk about an imbalance of power. This is a setup for men. I mean, because and what are the punishments for this? So how do they meet it out? I mean, some of the guidelines here that are in this article um, from The Sun that lays out uh, Netflix's plan. Um, you know, uh, women, the guidelines are to shout, stop, don't do that again. If a colleague has been inappropriate, we'll define inappropriate. So, you know, I, I, I don't I, that doesn't you know, you you're creating Sexual harassment, in part, is also, at least in my training in corporate America, has to do with the creation of a hostile work envi- work environment. Now you're creating a hostile work environment between men and women because at any woman's discretion, she gets to shout at somebody in the middle of the workplace, stop? You know, but the, here's the thing, right? Like, that, that actually gives me hope because it actually puts some onus on the woman to actually let the man know okay. that whatever he's doing is is annoying so she actually is is you know expected to say stop staring at me don't do that right you know according to hashtag me too that's actually victim blaming um you know expecting a woman to actually do anything to you know enforce her own boundaries um you know put some put her foot down and say here here's what i expect of you um I, I'm not going to tolerate whatever from from you or anyone. I agree right? with you. There. All of those things, yes. expecting those things, are are a, a tantamount to victim blaming. So, so the fact that they're actually put placing an expectation on women to put these men on notice through via their own communications before they go to human resources is actually quite encouraging yeah well i agree yeah yeah, well i agree with you there in terms of women setting their own boundaries where i take issue with that is is shout they're instructing women to yell and that to me is an intentional to shame a man there if if oh yeah you know that's where i take issue with that shout stop don't do that again there's no need to be screaming in the workplace unless unless the man is literally physically doing something to you but if somebody's just it's so vague if a colleague has been inappropriate so if i don't like the way a colleague scratched himself in front of me i'm i'm allowed to scream at him in the workplace that's an attempt to shame somebody here's a couple of other ones uh don't ask for a colleague's phone number what um report a colleague report a colleague who has given it anyone unwanted attention well how do you know that somebody else is is giving somebody unwanted attention so now you've now you've pitted employees against each other to be watchdogs um don't flirt well, you, well who gets to decide what's you've, flirting you've essentially said to the men you have to be mind readers yeah. um and and to to determine whether your attention is wanted before you actually give it and then you're also telling the bystanders that they also have to be mind readers and yeah. <laughs> determine whether the attention that their male colleagues are giving their female colleagues is unwanted. So yeah. it's you this know, actually honestly, creates like, more problems you, than it solves. It doesn't solve any problems. It this creates no, problems. Human interactions, human interactions, particularly around sexuality, are so murky and they're so um, they're so fraught with uncertainty and. And and all of that and awkwardness, right? And even if somebody is the recipient of a pass and they feel awkward, um, that doesn't necessarily mean they didn't want to be the recipient of that pass. Yeah. That might mean that they they're just awkward in and of themselves. And so asking bystanders to come in and say, "Well, this woman um, appeared to be, you know, awkward when she, you know, was accepting your invitation for a date or whatever." Um, that that is it's so infantilizing to women 
Yes. It really, really is. Um, you know, and we have other things that we could be paying attention to. I mean, the Me Too movement has, inc- like, it is completely ignored um, Corey Feldman. Yes. And his, you know, what he's tried to do with drawing attention to the casting couch that exists for children. Yes. Um, child actors in the industry. It's, it's completely ignored that. Um, and he has been vilified mm-hmm. uh, by people like Barbara Walters for trying to draw attention to the fact that there are, like, young boys out there being sexually abused by people in positions of trust and authority in Hollywood mm-hmm. um, in absence of their parents. Like, so we have, there are actual victims out there. There really are. I don't understand why um, we have to protect grown, grown, I want to say grown ass. I don't know if I can say that grown ass women. Yeah from awkward passes from male colleagues. I, yeah, I yeah. just don't get it. I, you're so right about infantilizing women. I, like I said, I come from corporate America, and, um, you know, it's insulting to me. We it, uh, Companies I worked for had clear out, out lines, uh, guidelines of what sexual harassment, you know, is. It's basically uh, – but it's not – a true sexual harassment policy does not create a hostile work environment and pit people against each other. It's basically about, it doesn't even, a a proper sexual harassment policy even allows men to ask a woman out on the, on the job. And, you know, and I was capable of handling my, and and if somebody, you know, harassed me in a way that, that bothered me, I could go and report it. There was a a reporting process. You know, I didn't need uh, this kind of crap done at me to, to pander to me. And what this is really about is it's not about, protecting women from any kind of harassment this is about trying to uh, trying to oppress men is what it is and continue this anti-man bias in this country i think so you know like my daughter she like i have been sexually harassed you know on the job um and i did not get the result that i would have liked um at least i didn't get until about three years later um you know when i was vindicated uh by you know the employment insurance ombudsman but uh, my daughter recently had an issue with a coworker of hers, and she reported it to her superior after trying to deal with, with it herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, she works at Walmart. They handled it absolutely beautifully. Um, the, the very first thing they did was adjust schedules so that they were never on shift at the same time. They brought in somebody to interview both parties. They took both parties' wishes into account. Um, you know, and they, they essentially just dealt with the problem and she never had a problem with right. this guy since. HR um, handled you know, it. HR obviously had HR and, and that, that HR department obviously had a policy in place and they executed the policy instead of creating these playground rules and treating people, treating adults like their children. And oh, by the way, just because you, you take a job doesn't mean this is also a part of the culture to where nobody's ever supposed to have an awkward moment. That's just not life. Absolutely. So I got absolutely. Uh, how can people see your stuff? Because I got to wrap it there. In fact, I'd love this interview so long I went past the break. So I got to wrap it up there, Karen Strawn. How can people uh, uh, read your stuff? And see um, you. Oh, you can find me by Googling my name or searching on YouTube for Girl Writes What. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Girl Writes What as well. All right. Thanks so much, Karen Strawn, for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Um, stay tuned because just as I was coming to the show, guess who's involved in the deep state even deeper than y'all realized? John McCain. Guess what Judicial Watch found out about him? Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up.
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Early this month, the Supreme Court released a decision on a case you've heard me talking about for years. Jack Phillips and his business, the Masterpiece Cake Shop. Essentially, the government of Colorado here was forcing speech, forcing Jack to celebrate a message he, out of religious conviction, just could not celebrate. It took six years, but the court ruled seven to two in Jack's favor. Many have tried to diminish the nature of this win, but we should be clear. It was an enormous win for religious liberty, and any nuancing of the exact scope of the decision misses how big it would have been if the court ruled against Jack and Masterpiece Cake Shop. It's also a huge win for the group defending Jack Phillips' ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom, a group we're proud to have with us as a sponsor. This is a key case. No means the last case. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. What's the scariest thing about going to the dentist? Opening your mouth or opening your wallet? Because just a simple cleaning can cost $150, and things like root canals can cost you hundreds more. If you don't have dental insurance to help, you should give Physicians Mutual Insurance Company a call. 1-800-709-3321. This isn't a discount plan or preventive-only coverage. This is real dental insurance that helps pay for checkups right away. So you can call today and get your teeth cleaned tomorrow. Plus, it helps cover the more expensive procedures you might need down the road. Fillings, crowns, bridges, even costly dentures. There's no deductible and no annual maximum. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired or on Medicare. Plus, you can choose any dentist you'd like. That's right, any dentist you want. Call and we'll rush you a free information kit with all the details. 1-800-709-3321. That's 1-800-709-3321. 1-800-709-3321. This is Andrea Kay on behalf of Move America Forward. With July 4th, we celebrate our freedoms and pause to honor those who have served and are serving in our military. And when we send our thanks with a care package full of goodies, cookies, coffee, Gatorade, and personal care items, you get to send a personal note of thanks and encouragement to that soldier in Afghanistan, Iraq, North Korea, or even Africa who's risking it all right now. This is a powerful way to celebrate July 4th and show our gratitude. And right now, I'd like to challenge any special listener to donate $500 or more to send care packages to our troops for Independence Day. As a thank you, you can hang out with me live in studio during the Andrea K. Show. Call now, 8557-TROOPS. 8557-TROOPS, that's 8557-TROOPS. Also, while supplies last, each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate to Richard Walker's Pancake House with locations in La Jolla and downtown San Diego. Call 8557-TROOPS or give online at am1170theanswer.com.
Are you prepared to pay $400,000 for health care and medical expenses in retirement? Total out-of-pocket spending for the average 65-year-old couple in retirement could surpass $400,000 when you factor in Medicare premiums, supplemental insurance premiums, deductibles, and co-pays. Learn how you could prevent this from turning into a financial disaster on Your Money Talks this Saturday at 1 o'clock on AM 1170, The Answer. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Um, I don't know if y'all remember. Of course you do because you're Andrea K Show listeners. But back um, when the IRS scandal was revealed that the IRS had been weaponized against conservative groups, Tea Party groups who were claiming a nonprofit status, and it was revealed that Lois Lerner Remember all those congressional hearings? At least, I think the polling numbers were about 65% of Americans were outraged over it because every American understands that the IRS is the one agency that gets to declare you guilty first and actually seize all your property. They are incredibly powerful. And to to realize how they had been, this was the first department. We now know that, that uh, the FBI and the DOJ have been weaponized against Americans as well. But Americans reunited that this should not happen. Americans were outraged that Lois Lerner never got fired, that she was able to come and make a statement and then plead the fifth, and nobody was ever held accountable. That was, and, and the GOP had these congressional hearings, and nobody was ever fired. Even that guy Hoskinen, or whatever you say his name is, who came and replaced Lois Lerner, people were like, how does he have a job? That was one area in which the Republican Party and America was united, that the IRS, that powerful agency, cannot be weaponized like this. And why were they getting, people were scratching their heads. Why is the Republican Party allowing this to continue? Because it was the Obama administration. It was his girl. It seemed clear that this was going on with the Democrat Party. Well, now, thanks to Judicial Watch, we find out why maybe the Republican Party didn't want to dig so deep and hold anybody accountable. Because guess who was behind it? None other than the man you're not allowed to criticize right now, John McCain. That's right. Judicial Watch was able to uh, do some digging. They're really the watchdog and doing the oversight for this country, not Congress. And they found an email exchange, uh, quite a few emails, going on between John McCain's former staff director, um, uh, Kerner, and uh, Lois Lerner and other IRS officials in which they discuss in a, quote, marathon meeting uh, raised by uh, – a marathon meeting to discuss concerns raised by both Carl Levin – Eleven, I think is his name, Democrat from Michigan, and John McCain, that, quote, the IRS was not reigning in political advocacy groups in response to uh, the Citizens United decision. They go on in these email exchanges to talk about how they were going to, uh, how are they going to stop these Tea Party conservative groups? And uh, finally, and I quote, maybe the solution is to audit so many that it is financially ruinous. This from John McCain, the man that they try to tell us is America's hero and and above reproach and you're not allowed to criticize. Do y'all remember the people coming forward in front of Congress and one woman tonight? I just got the stories we were coming to the show tonight, but I, I, I'm going to pull the clips of the woman saying how shocked she was, this Tea Party group, that, that, that she felt the jackboot of tyranny on her neck from the IRS and that this was not her country. 
that this could not be allowed to stand in the United States of America, that the most powerful agency, the IRS, was allowed to be used to silence the political opposition in this country. And who was behind the silencing of people for political views? John McCain? The maverick? This man needs to be forced to resign immediately on this revelation. This is absolutely outrageous. Okay, I think this is going to my head of stink of the week nominees, which is tomorrow. By the way, I need all of y'all's nominees for hero of the week and stink of the week. Um, I think, although Peter Fonda, you know, he's still really at the top of my list for stink of the week. I mean, when you're calling for the kidnapping and rape of a child, it doesn't get any stinkier than that. Except the people in, the, in this country who applauded him for that and so many pitchers who's keeping him employed. Did you have a thought there? And don't he, you why about apologized. me, boy. Don't you why about me, boy. I'm not looking right at you. I'm, lo- I'm looking at the ground. I thought I counted you looking at me more than five seconds. He did. A, P- uh, Peter Fonda did apologize. Yeah, yeah. He gave a Samantha B apology. That doesn't count. No. Uh, he said, I went too far. I went, oh, so I guess it was okay to say he, the child should be kidnapped? And Sony Pictures Classic says, well, his role's not very big in this movie that we're re-releasing. <laughs> yeah, that's classic, all right. Classic hypocrisy from the left. Love you all. Thanks so much for being here. Join me back here tomorrow night at 6 p.m. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.